IT and technology, science, innovation. These are all huge words that seem to have been developing over the past couple of years as IT and technology and the sciences take over, as AI grows and as I become more and more increasingly worried about that robot vacuum cleaner. Here on What The Tech, we're going to try and dispel some of that confusion. Why is it that those words are used? What is ransomware? What is the TCP? And more importantly, where does the development of IT and technology go? And even more so, what can we, as people who are living around it, do about it? So welcome, I'm Taylor, and I'm glad that you're with us. On this week's episode, I speak to Ronald Mazamba. He has a Master of Commerce in Information Systems and is now working as an ethical hacker in Pretoria. I thought he would be the perfect person to talk about cybersecurity as an industry and its development as a whole. I really hope that you enjoy. Hello that uses the same password for everything. It's just like, oh, password <laughs> one, two, three. Password one, two, three. Password one, two, three, hash. By the way, that's yeah. not the password, but um, yeah. And a lot of people actually have this thing where they will use one password, right? It's a weak password. And they'll use it across the board, like literally every, every service that they have. So basically you have that one password, you've got a password for everything. Because it's reused across like all the services that they have because yeah. people don't like remembering all these passwords you know <laughs> i mean Basically, people I can only remember so much <laughs> exactly exactly like that would be just like oh my god uh just that treasure if you find that it's like yeah you found the crown jewels right there <laughs> is an ethical hacker who then has to talk to a lot of business people it's quite hard to bridge the gap of knowledge right like explaining to someone yeah. that you have an issue within your system but then also trying to explain it to them in, in a way that they understand and can then rectify yeah 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 we we constantly have that situation where um a lot of uh when you do our hacking it's very deep technical stuff uh, but ultimately, you know, we are doing that work to make businesses more secure. And more often than not, those reports that we produce, you know, the whole, the old, the technical stuff, usually sometimes also lands up on an, uh, an executive uh, desk and they have to read these reports, you know, and try to understand it and see if, you know, um, the way forward, how they can allocate budgets and all of that stuff. So we also have to kind of like, think about that and you know the way we write reports we also write them in a way that is like you know digestible for like somebody who's not really like a techie um, and all that stuff so yeah it's really important to actually be able to tell your audience you know to be able to communicate um some concepts uh in a way that be uh very understandable to like somebody who's not into cybersecurity or even like tech in general so yeah yeah it's pretty important 
And then for you also, obviously, from what I've seen, I don't know if this is true for you, but I, yeah. I've seen a thing where it's not necessarily the computer's fault. It's maybe the person behind the computer. So for from, from your job perspective, how important is it, do you think, that we maybe educate the people that are using these systems who are in departments that are not in IT about how to actually use these systems securely? Yeah, yeah, it's a, it's, it's an important topic uh, because computers by themselves, by nature, they are not intelligent. Well, now we've got artificial intelligence and all that stuff, but even that does not re uh, replace, you know, uh, human intervention and all that stuff. So computers kind of like do what we tell them to do. And more often than not, you know, human error uh, is sometimes behind all of the stuff or most of the usability and user uh, or IT related problems that we actually encounter, uh, be it in like general IT or if it's like cybersecurity, you will find that, you know, users are like some of the weakest links in your security system. You can have like all these flashy, uh, you know, solutions, but if your users actually don't know what the hell they're doing, you know, they'll, they'll set like a weak password there and that will literally compromise your entire network. Or because that one guy did not <laughs> follow like you know you know best practice and all of that stuff so yeah users really uh sometimes need to be educated uh sometimes it's not their fault they they really don't know um more, merely because some of this knowledge is not it's not something that is just literally readily available to the public yeah like you it's not like you know you switch on the tv and someone start telling you about oh hey ethical hacking is about this and that and this is how hackers are doing it so it's not like information that's like readily available to people and people can be forgiven to to rather be ignorant or whatever um because the oh yeah the information is not there it's not readily available unless you're really actively looking for it now it's more it's more accessible uh let me also add that now the information is more accessible but you know a lot of people have this thing of not wanting to search for information unless they really have to or unless they really need it um so sometimes yeah yeah we really need to to educate people and you know, get them to actually understand some of these concepts and you know it's 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 better for everyone that way yeah i mean you you'll always get that one guy or taylor that uses the same password for everything it's just like oh password <laughs> one two three password one two three password one two three hash by the way that's yeah. not the password but um yeah just that and a lot of people actually have this thing where they will use one password right it's a weak password and they'll use it across the board like literally every every service that they have so basically you have that one password you've got a password for everything because it's reused across like all the services that they have because yeah. people don't like remembering all these passwords you know <laughs> i mean basically people can really remember so much <laughs> exactly exactly like that would be just like oh my god uh just that treasure if you find that it's like yeah you found the crown jewels right there <laughs> yeah. you can get you can get lunch at top your zero now like your job is done you don't have to worry anymore <laughs> when you get that it's like yeah yeah it's it's it's, it's mostly uh, game over you know yeah yeah and then probably the one thing i really want to know about cybersecurity in africa 
is maybe how it differs from markets in the US. Because when I was looking at getting into cybersecurity, what I noticed is that a lot of the firms that are highly advertised or sought after are American firms. And their way of maybe doing things is far different from the way we do things, where maybe in Africa it's not as developed. Would you agree with that? Um, I would, I would actually not really agree. Well, to an extent, I would agree. Yeah, yeah. So cybersecurity in itself as an industry, um, regardless of Africa or not, it's it's already a small community. Like, yeah, it's a it's a small small niche community. And um, but to say that you know uh, there is no cybersecurity skills uh, totally in Africa is I think uh, I would say to an extent, like yeah, there's a shortage. Yeah, there is a shortage uh, of people in general, but we do have the skills. Like for example, our, in my company, we, we have a footprint in multiple countries and all of that stuff. And I've, I've observed the skills that we have, like, you know, like the guys in SA, how, how are they compared to like, for example, the guys sitting in the UK, the guys sitting in Spain, the guys sitting, and truly we are not different. Like everybody is just operating like at, at, a, at a world-class level. And you'll be really blown away by, you know, the things that people can actually do. Uh, you'll be like, what? We've got people right here in Africa who are doing this sort of stuff. Um, they are there. So I'd say they are there uh don't be fooled but it's just uh, right now the industry itself is, is a very small niche community uh we we need more people it's also very difficult to find talent because of that um and there are few reasons um for that uh like i know uh here in africa i mean here in south africa um one of the major reasons you know we have that shortage is you know cyber security is not like torts like anyway like in tertiary or whatever it's not something that you can just like enroll into um i think last i checked there were like two universities that were offering uh, some uh, like a cyber security course of which you know they only started like a postgrad in master's level so the barrier to entry is very high those who want to get into cyber security you know are actually told you know you need to have some sort of experience or whatever or whatever but then you can't learn it anyway so <laughs> It's a bit of a challenge to actually like you know yeah, get the skills in a way because it cripples people from wanting to learn the skills because there's nothing from yeah. the ground level that you can work up from it's quite crazy yeah 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 i know <laughs> so because of that it's it's always uh seen as this uh thing that doesn't exist like i was actually shocked uh after I actually started working and you know people would ask me what do you do you know i'd explain what i do and people would actually like get shocked and be like there's actually a job like that so the, the, the yeah there's an indication that you know a lot of people actually don't even know that or are, are they remotely aware that this thing actually exists like there's a whole world of cybersecurity and ethical hacking and all of that stuff that actually exists in there so um i would say yeah in africa there is a shortage of skills but it's it's also it's also everywhere it's not just um in in africa in africa probably it's more pronounced because we've got other challenges but yeah the the problem of of cyber security skills is not only an african problem it's 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 a problem the world over
I, I would also maybe then add that because we're in Africa, we aren't given the global stage that's maybe as big as maybe in America or the UK. Because it's America, because it's the UK, they've already got that stage where they can be well known. Because we're Africa, we're kind of pushed to the side in a way where we seem to not have the skills, where maybe we do have the talent and we have the ambition, but maybe there's generalizations that get put on Africa because it's Africa. Would that maybe be true yeah. of IT? Yeah, in addition to that, uh, also just the uh, affordability and, you know, access to inf the necessary infrastructure, uh, like, you know, you need like a, at least, you know, a computer with internet to at least start doing some cool IT stuff, research some stuff on Google. And, you know, unlike, you know, the developed world, you know, those guys already are miles ahead of us now. Uh, the average human being there would have like easy access to the internet and, and or a laptop if they if they need it whereas yeah you know it's a bit of a, of a pickle like yeah um, that's the, that access yeah yeah so that access also sometimes um can also hamper people who are trying to get into the industry as well and learn you know because uh, you find you know we've, we've all had the story of uh, the 80 year old kid who hacked the pentagon you know yeah. uh yeah you know <laughs> yeah so this kid already had access to these things and already doing all this cool stuff so perhaps you know in africa you know we also have like kids getting exposed our eight-year-olds getting exposed to technology at such a young age and you know all of this stuff is just literally readily available to anybody including eight-year-olds maybe i would see an improvement yeah i mean that's also the problem is it's not just the industry's responsibility it's also government and and educational in institutions responsibility at the end of the day to provide access to kids from a young age to get involved in stem and those kinds of subjects where just because you come from a background that isn't the wealthiest you'll you still have the access that someone who is wealthy has right yeah yeah that's true um but also to add that you know the, the cool thing about cybersecurity, though, um, you mentioned STEM and all of that stuff. That those are really useful in terms of like understanding uh, things like you know the computer science bits of it and all of that stuff. But uh, what I've actually noticed about the industry, you know, specifically coming from my company, people who are ethical hackers in my company come from diverse backgrounds. You know, the people who were you know school teachers. Uh, and accountants, lawyers, all oh, deciding. Okay, you know, this... <laughs> yeah, all of that stuff. So what I actually realized is like, it's actually something that one can even learn like later on in life, you know? Um, so it's not necessarily true that, you know, if you if you don't do a STEM subject, then you won't be able to like do IT related stuff. I've seen, I've seen like people port from one, one career path to IT slash cybersecurity, and they actually do quite well. Um, I think people just need access to information and you know where to go, uh, where to learn, because uh, some of those things. I remember when I got into cybersecurity, I, I always thought it was a very interesting field. Okay, and but I actually didn't know where to start. I kind of like new bits and pieces to say, okay, there's this certification called the Certified Ethical Hacker or something like that. So maybe if I do that, maybe I'll 
yeah, you know, I'll be able to break into the industry. But that was that was it. Like I didn't even know where to look for the information online. And when I actually got into like my company, they started like you know walking us through structured courses about you know what it is to to be like in the in the cybersecurity space. And all of a sudden, now I know. Yeah, the, the door opened, you're like, oh, there's this platform called, you know, Hack the Box, you know, there's this one called Try Hack Me, there's the Hacker One platform, there's, uh, yo, there's like a ton of resources that you can, like the the information that is out there related to hacking, you'll be shocked. Like, if you want to consume it all, you you can spend years trying to consume it all because it's, it's a lot. But the only problem is people are actually just not aware of it. Exactly. Uh, yeah, no, I mean, I completely agree with you. And then, um, in your opinion, what do you think is the biggest cyber threat challenge that's facing us today? So we've heard a, a, a lot about the Log4j and we've heard a lot about ransomware and how that's kind of become the spice word or the, the, the spice word over the last couple of years. But in your opinion, from your experience in the field, what would you say is one of the biggest vulnerabilities or cyber threats that we're facing at the moment that we should probably be more aware of? Uh, well, the vulnerabilities, there are tons of vulnerabilities. Yeah, so the Log4j that you mentioned is like one of the latest ones that came out and was devastating. And yeah, yeah, those come in every now and again because, you know, attackers are never resting. They've got unlimited resources and time. Take yeah, to think about all of this evil stuff. So those are always coming. But what I think is uh, the biggest threat to you know to cybersecurity. Uh, you know, a lot of people now nowadays keep on talking about you know the fourth industrial revolution and you know how you know we're now moving into the next level of you know IT. You know, there's these things that are happening. Even South Africa itself is pushing for that. Uh, recently, I was like looking at uh, the news and you know the, one of the ministers was saying now they're planning to give everybody in south africa regardless of if they're poor or rich 10 gigs of data each and every month so that's more people coming online like um Maybe don't than have any time yeah 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 and what that what what, what that does is you know because you know it increases the attack surface so it means whereas before you had like a small pool of people um, being exposed to like you know all of these things now you have like a, a larger pool of people getting like uh, uh, exposed to like all sorts of attacks um, and you know user or client attacks user user side attacks are actually quite quite pervasive like your phishing phishing campaigns and all of that stuff they're actually quite significant in number um, so the more people get online the more we're going to need to have people are capable of protecting people, people who are knowledgeable in cybersecurity, even the basic concepts, you know, just need to get people to start getting uh, at least knowledgeable of the basics of cybersecurity, how to protect themselves in this new world that they'll be like, you know, exposed to, you know, like think about people like, um, you know, our grandmothers who've never, you know, really been on the internet and all of a sudden they have to to be on Google and, you know, doing all of these things. But they really are not aware of, you know, all of these yeah. bad actors on the internet, you yeah. know. So that's the that's the major challenge that I actually just see, you know, like a lack of awareness 
is what I would say like is the biggest threat to 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 cybersecurity. I mean, I would agree with that as well because as we all know, in school we don't get I don't know, maybe because I predominantly studied art, but um I know at school they they don't teach you how to do safety online. Like I don't think I've ever experienced a Facebook class where you learned how to navigate Facebook and all of the the privacy <laughs> or any of that sort of thing. Like our schools also need to kind of update themselves in order to rectify that challenge as well. Because as I'm seeing it, as I see more and more children joining like 4chan or all of the online gaming stuff and the amount of abuse that's happening even there, because kids are, are being exposed to cyber threats and all sorts of really weird, creepy people early on. It's quite concerning yeah, yeah. and there's no education in schools around it. It's still quite backwards in a way. Yeah, yeah. You know, the issue of awareness is like a really tricky one. Well, yeah, well, I would say people need, yeah, we could say people need to be like educated, you know, on the basics of you know, how to protect them. So like basic checks just to see if the website you are accessing has got like, you know, a proper certificate, all of that stuff, still essential stuff. Um, uh, what I just noticed though in the cybersecurity industry, like if you turn our work, to actually teach that in in school is like very very difficult uh, because the cybersecurity world is is ever evolving. Like you make up a curriculum today, in about six months, the stuff you would have learned would have been obsolete. And if you keep on having the same thing for the next two years, the stuff that you'd learned two years ago, that would be like completely be completely new stuff everywhere. So it's always very hard to keep up to date. And apparently that's, that's the challenge of like coming up with like a, uh, a cybersecurity program, especially in like tertiary institutions, because you constantly have to to know what's happening and sometimes if you are in academia you sometimes don't have the industry uh, exposure to actually know what's happening so most of the guys actually are always you know aware of one of the latest stuff are people who are already in the industry so they'll know ah this new thing just came out and because they're constantly being exposed to these things whereas in the academic space you know you might miss things and you know there's a risk of you know just teaching people um old stuff that is no longer it was it would be helpful but yeah there'll be there'll be newer concepts that would have like come and the stuff you'd have learned would have been rendered obsolete yeah. fairly quickly yeah i mean thinking back to my high school experience lord i feel old i feel very old <laughs> um back in the day when we still know um but if i think about it we didn't i, I don't think we had mfa back then in 20 in in 2009 i don't think mfa was around i'd have to check that but i'm sure if you think of like the cyber security developments that have happened from say 2009 to now it's yeah insane. so you, you can't expect teachers also to keep up to date with that to a certain degree so then also some of that education also falls on those big tech companies like facebook and 4chan and all of the and twitch to maybe educate their users when they're signing onto the platform do you think that would help cyber security professionals in some way yeah yeah i think uh 
um, education of like people is is essential. Like I mentioned before, like users are all, um, most likely, uh, or rather, I would say like some of the the weakest links in the cybersecurity chain. Uh, and you know, educating like you know your users on like you know some best practices. You know, simple things like setting like strong passwords and all of that stuff. Uh, it actually goes a long way in making like you know attackers jobs uh, very very difficult um, because you'd be very shocked at you know the type of things that people can actually do merely because one user did one misstep somewhere and you know it can actually open up a whole can of worms <laughs> so yeah simple thing means that your entire business just goes because of yeah 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 because you know you find that you know somebody else would like you know set a weak password uh, a hacker will gain access to like you know a website or whatever they'll be able to log in they, they brute force the password they get entry you know they kind of dump the passwords of that machine and all of a sudden i don't know what secrets will be like stored on that machine but if there's like things lying around if your users are also careless you know they leave passwords around and all of these little hints about you know your internal systems the hacker now has access to that and then they just continue you know attacking the system and actually be able to actually get far and that all started because one user set a weak password in one of the systems or applications so yeah it can easily turn into like a big chain reaction uh, and yeah <laughs> the problem i mean even if you think about like excessive privileges so some users may have a lot more privileges over the system than others and hackers can then pivot so even if you have a really low level user who's maybe working in like a small admin department who has password one two three they can probably pivot to another person or individual here who has slightly more privileges so it just starts off this chain reaction right yeah 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 and all of that is just because you know one user had set like a weak password and that made an attacker's job quite easy uh, so education you know, certainly has a spot it certainly has a spot to you know uh, make uh, the cyber world a bit safer you know and people just need to be educated yeah and then probably finally i want to know from you what what do you think are the three takeaways that you want people to take about cybersecurity in general like if if someone has dozed off in our podcast and you want to <laughs> maybe like good night hope you said well um if you want them to take away maybe three things about cybersecurity or just keeping themselves safe what would those three things be like what would those three pointers be to keep us safe i guess or yes okay but yeah, okay, the first one will always be about your passwords, okay? So uh, I think people need to just um, know that there's, this, there's a misconception that, you know, if you use like, you know, your name and, you know, put some numbers like at the end or before your name, you know, your password is all of a sudden secure. Uh, there's also like a misconception that, you know, I'm pretty sure you've seen websites that go something like, you know, your password is strong you know there's some complexity requirement oh that you have to leave like a capital letter and a small letter and a special character and all of that stuff um 
that give people like a false sense of security, you know. Um, but in essence, uh, these days we actually have the tools, like the hacking community actually has the tools to crack any password that is like that um, in a in a matter of seconds. Like it's 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 really uh, become easier to crack some of these passwords. Um, so in general, uh, what we found is that you know longer passwords, longer passwords are generally more secure than you know complex passwords. So if you actually force users to to like set uh, complex passwords, they tend to reuse the same passwords over and over again because they just want to meet the complexity requirements and all of that stuff. But you know. Uh, that seldom kind of like solves the, the password issue. So rather for people, I would say longer passwords are generally safer. So if you can do like a, a little phrase or something like, or a, or a combination of words, five, six words, you know, that are in a particular sequence, uh, it could be random words, you know, I that are generally- I one day, I wish it was- Yeah, you know, <laughs> yeah, it's like something like that. <laughs> yeah, something like that, you know. Um, that's generally safer to, to to actually protect yourself from like some of the attacks that we we normally like do. Um, that's one, and two, you know, to just you know, um, I'd recommend that people use like um, uh, your your password generators or things like Keep KeePass. Uh, these are applications that help you to you know manage your passwords or or, or, or whatever. So instead of you like you know coming up with these passwords, always have like you know it's to help you have like a like a password manager uh, where you can literally just generate you know a very strong passwords with like twelve or sixteen characters or something like that, and help have that help you to actually manage your passwords that will actually increase you know um, uh, your safety like when you're uh, using the web, um, and lastly you know basic things like uh, just learn how to identify, you know, basic things like um, how the URL on websites, you know, works, you know, just to see that if you like, for example, if you, if you operating or you're dealing with the bank, uh, let's just say uh, FMB, for example, if, you, if it's like www.fmb.co.za and then all of a sudden, you know, you kind of like look at the, the top part, the URL, and then you see, you know, the, it's, it's, it's really, dodgy looking maybe to be www dot you know bfnb or something like that they add like a little character so small things like that so you know just people just need to be aware of the uh, of how the internet works and you know just kind of like be on the lookout for for things like that because you know, there are people who literally clone banking websites and do nasty things you know phishing campaigns they really thrive on you know uh, human gullibility and you know they, they 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 try to like play with people so you just have to be aware you know of some of the tricks that people are using out there and there's tons of them uh, I, I just mentioned one one of them but yeah okay. i think this should be those the, the three takeaways thank you so much and i also wanted to just, just thank you for coming on my podcast we tried very hard escom fortas the municipality <laughs> of the world fought us, but we got there in the end. So, hallelujah, <laughs> Zoom. Thank you so much. I really <laughs> It was really a pleasure to actually join you in your podcast. And I look forward to seeing how it turns out. 
uh, in the future. I think uh, what you're doing is really important work. You know, um, just being out there and talking about some of these things. I think, yeah, it's, it's a really nice niche. And I wish you all the best to your podcast. Thank you. Thank you so much. And...